chilliest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! <laughs> this is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Abby, and I work for Festival Bridge as Education Programme Manager, and I used to be a primary school teacher in early years in Key Stage 1. Hi, I'm Rob, I work in Key Stage 2 in a school in Buckinghamshire near Milton Keynes. And today we are planning lessons in geography and modern foreign languages with a spine-tingling story from Scotland. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Scottish Skeleton. That's not the title of the story, by the way, that's just the easiest way to find it. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children, and if you're an epic educator, as of 14th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, eerily illustrated by Corky Paul, no stranger to spooky tales himself, in time for you to use for Halloween 2022. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Abby and Rob. And yes, we're going to start with Rob to explore the geography for ages 7 to 11. Are you taking us to Scotland with your geography, Rob? I am. I'm also taking you to your own local environment. Oh, okay. Maps quite often feature in our podcasts, and they haven't yet so far. So I thought it was about time that we had a map. Usually happens in geography. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the Key Stage 2 curriculum is looking at maps that we have, not only of the, the world, but thinking about ordnance survey maps and how we can tell what different parts are on an ordnance survey map. So looking at the symbols and the key and things like that. Hmm. This is a great opportunity to have a go at creating a map of the village with different symbols for all the different things that are in the map. Hopefully you'd have the graveyard in the middle of the map and everyone would be dying to get in there. It's, I think it would also make it the dead, <laughs> in the dead centre of the map. Yes, I'm saving all my Halloween jokes for this couple of minutes. <laughs> for this episode. Say <laughs> so the different houses, if there's a stream, if there's a river, you could have the post office, the, the dairy, to create a map of this area and do it detailed enough so that you can identify where are the houses, what are the roads like, and then look at the local ordnance survey map or the equivalent, if you're listening from a different country, to what the local map and how can you recognise where you are, what features, and how can you relate that to what you can see in the world? Mm. So it's about part of like looking at it from a bird's eye view and you go, oh, yeah, I can tell that that's my school because I know that that part there is the hall and it sticks out slightly or the yeah. playground's at the back and I can see that. So locational knowledge is probably the part of geography that this would come under as well as how you can use and read maps to help you. 
Yeah. And would you then compare it to other areas like the Scottish area? Yeah, yeah. You could look at the difference in the way that American cities are laid out. So in with the, like the big grid system mm. and how would that look on a map? You could look at a map of a village in the Australian outback. How is that going to be different? What would you not expect to see there? What would you expect mm. to see there? How is it different to not only the village in Scotland, but wherever you live as well? Gotcha. So yeah, lots of comparative work as well. Grand. Well, as you're starting to take us to different parts of the world, it seems like a nice moment to segue to our modern foreign languages subjects with ages four to seven. Um, mm. This is what you cooked up for us, Abby, so, or, or conjured up, I should maybe say, conjured, uh, yes. given the, the Halloween theme. So yes, <laughs> what, what have you found? So obviously, uh, if you are an early years or key stage one teacher, you will be aware that there is no statutory requirement for modern foreign languages. So you're probably thinking, why am I bothering doing this? Because <laughs> hmm. uh, you don't have to. Um, however, I was a, a languages lead and I just think it's really great to expose young people to words, a range of words. And uh, using this story with the word laddie, it just really made me think about the fact that you've got accents. So thinking about Cockney rhyming slang and the fact that we speak English mm. and have different way so you could start looking into that and as always i think you all know that i have a disney plus subscription and it's <laughs> it's there's always a disney film for me and watching luca recently the fact that they use italian words and drop them in all the time little words and ragazzi so the, mm. the word for boys so i was thinking a really nice opportunity to teach a range of languages for the word boy or boys, plural. So ragazzi, laddie, garçon, you could have all different kinds and, and go with your comfort and what you know or get someone else to, to feed you some so that you've got a list. Mm. And you can actually just do this in your time if you have a, a hall space or, or outside so that you just say, you know, a bit like, I don't know if you know the baked bean game. The baked bean game was a favourite of mine. So uh, when you when say... Rob's nodding. So <laughs> yeah, I love the baked bean game. So basically the baked bean game, you would say different types of beans, like a fine bean, a runner bean, uh, a baked bean, and the young people then do the according action. So they curl up in a ball or they are tall string. Uh, yes. So um, you could have corresponding actions for laddie and any other but it's just a really light touch way of exploring language when, so when you say that do you mean if you say laddie they have to take on the the shape of a, a scottish boy if you say garçon they have to take on the shape of a french boy well that's difficult isn't it because you want to avoid stereotypes yeah. uh -huh. but you could ask them to assign actions to the different words or you could assign them right, you could say when we do laddie you do a star jump when we do Garçon, you do something else. So okay, different okay. actions that you would assign to different words. And, and you're the only one having to say the words, but that auditory being exposed to different words mm. is a really simple introduction. You, you know, you're not expecting the young people to say those words, but you can talk about, well, these are the words this is what they mean. And as we were mentioning last week, I think in our English episode about how hearing a story twice and, and the second time you drop in a few dialect words, it can be a regional dialect, it can be a foreign language, that is a fantastic way to help young learners very quickly and 
sort of automatically pick up new words because they already have the image. And you'll find this going on all the time in our epic tales, actually. If you, we mentioned the story that's coming up for Christmas set in Mexico, there are the occasional bits of Spanish mm. that you will find in there. The names of some of the characters as well that we choose. This character doesn't have a name and uh, I, I think when Pauline first uh, shared the story with me she just called him a boy um, and it was when I came to write the story I, I don't know as much Scottish as Pauline obviously but I do know the term for boy is laddie and so it made natural sense for me to use that word I think we had a story from China um, not too long ago where I picked the name Nai Qin which is actually the Chinese or the mandarin for waiting patiently and that's a story where the boy has to wait very patiently while he's being battered by gorillas so yeah just being able to throw in um, little bits of other languages in very familiar stories or once your children are familiar with the stories mm. very good and easy way for them to pick up and then we can use this for our vocabulary as well or your native vocabulary as well. And we also neglected to say that obviously in the story, and that, that's where I chose this from, it's Laddie, but that's the masculine. We didn't say that Lassie will come up yes. uh, in Scottish and then you can then explore masculine and feminine and do something where, you know, boys and girls have to stand up depending on whether it's a masculine or feminine. So laddie lassie or mm. ragazzi ragazza. ragazza. You could go through boy and girl, masculine, feminine and do an activity like that. It's also a really good activity to encourage children who you have in your class who don't have English as their first language to mm. share some of their culture. Again, you're talking about yeah. this story is good for culture. But if you've got different cultures in your class, then get them to stand up and be proud of it mm, absolutely, absolutely. That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, call Johnny and the laddie will help us teach art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to, to hear, hear your, your story, story soon. soon.